Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's stand together. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and welcome them tonight. Praise God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to church. It's good to be here. Praise God. Would you pray with me and let's invite God's blessing. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord. We're grateful, God, for your blessing, your kindness and mercies. Bless and have your way in everything tonight. Uh, Let it be for your glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Welcome his presence. Who do I? 
I used to walk. He made the difference. I don't talk like I used to talk. He made the difference. I don't live like I used to live. He made the difference. I don't give like I used to give. He made the difference. He made the difference. The difference in my life. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Lord. Until he set me free One change he made in my life No more compromising The wrong for the right He made the difference The difference in my life If it wasn't for the Lord Where would I be? My life was nothing The wrong for the right He made the difference The difference in my life I don't walk like I used to walk He made the difference I don't talk like I used to talk He made the difference I don't live like I used to live He made the difference I don't give like I used to give he made the difference, he made the difference, the difference in my life. He gives me joy that cannot be surpassed. I'm on a cloud from the first moment to the last. He walks with me and talks with me, telling me I'm his own. He calms all my fears, telling me I am not alone. I'm on a cloud from the first moment to the last. He walks with me and talks with me, telling me I'm his own. He calms all my fears, telling me I am not alone. He made the difference, the difference in my life. I don't walk like I used to walk. He made the difference. I don't talk like I used to talk. He made the difference. I don't live like I used to live. He made the difference. I don't give like I used to give. He made the difference. He made the difference. The difference in my life. What a change. What a change. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I'm 
used to walk. He made the difference. I don't talk like I used to talk. He made the difference. I don't live like I used to live. He made the difference. I don't give like I used to give. He made the difference. He made the difference. The difference in my life. He made the difference. The difference in my life. Hallelujah. God, you remember when he made the difference? I remember how I used to talk. He made the difference. I remember how I used to walk, and he definitely made a difference. Praise God. You can be seated. I'm here for prayer this evening. Uh, I got a couple cards here. Uh, Diana Shear is uh, Sister Donna Bowling's sister. She's got pain in her left hand. Uh, let's pray for Cameron Perkins and his family. They're having a having some family difficulty and and they could really use the lord's uh lord's touch right now uh let's pray for uh jackie lily she uh excuse me put these on here uh needs some prayer and she is uh going to beth haven for therapy let's put in by sister dorothy Soretti. uh greg holtz is sick let's pray for brother greg dara lily's not feeling well um I know Brother Tim Scholl's not feeling well. Brother Brandon's not feeling well. There's just a lot of icky sickness that's going on right now. Um, Abby Holtz has sprained her ankle, and she's having some difficulty walking, so let's remember her tonight. Um, let's remember me tonight. I'm having a little trouble hobbling around here with my back being out, and uh, I could use a touch from the Lord, too. Let's remember my daughter, Logan. She's got a surgery coming up here within the next week or two, and uh, she could really use use some prayer, too. But I know God is a prayer answering God. Amen. If you have a need, just raise your hand. God knows. So let's stand right now and let's take these needs to the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, because we know, Lord, that you're a prayer answering God. If you need touch in your body, come forward and we'll anoint you with oil and pray with you. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We lift these needs to you, God. Lord Jesus, each and every one of those that are sick in body, Lord Jesus. Pray for Brother Tim, Lord Jesus, Brother Brandon, Brother Greg, God, that you would touch their bodies, Lord Jesus, that you would make them whole, Lord Jesus, that you would touch Abby, Lord Jesus, and her ankle, Lord Jesus, to help her, Lord Jesus. And we just pray, God, Lord, for, for all these needs, Lord Jesus, special needs. Pray for the Perkins family, God. Lord Jesus, you know the need, God. We just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just have your hand upon them, God. Lord Jesus, we pray for Lord Diana Shear, God, that you would touch her hand, Lord Jesus, that you would take the pain from her, God. We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was reminded while we were praying for Brother Jeff just the other evening, Brother Gordon reminded me again that he was healed his back severely strained whatever it was brother gordon you was working up in monroe city and driving some big equipment and he could hardly get down off the machine it hurt so bad and he went to church that night and just sat down in the back And Brother Groman came back and laid hands on him and prayed for him. He says, I've never had a problem since. 1985. 1985. I'm telling you, God is our healer. When we're in his presence, anything can happen. I said, when we're in his presence, anything can happen. Hallelujah. How many knows God is our healer? How many knows God is our provider? He's everything we need when we need it. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's everything we need when we need it. Amen, amen, amen. Who'd have known at that time, Brother Gordon, that you was working on a building that would eventually we would have church there. And who would have known that today, though the church is in a different location, it had its beginnings over there. And this morning they had 41 in church. And people's hearts were being touched. You know what I say? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Hallelujah. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I'm going to ask Brother Sonny to come. He's going to be our usher tonight. And uh, let's give good as unto the Lord. Praise God. We'll forego the affirmation. But uh, I want us just to pray. And let's ask God's blessing upon this tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, our hope is in you at all times. And Lord, we bring our tithe and our offering to you. And we ask God that you would take it and use it to further the kingdom. Bless, Lord, open windows of heaven, pour out blessings. Your word will be fulfilled, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Would you stand? And let's bring our offering to the front tonight. The Lord bless you as you give.
glory to God, glory to God. Woo, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. What a hope we have in Christ. Amen. That someday we won't stay here anymore, but we're going to be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you all. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Amen. Amen. Well, It's sure good to see Sister Marilyn here tonight. I'd say it's about time. Amen. It's just good to have her back and feeling better, and we're just so glad for that. Amen to God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Wednesday night, we're not going to be having service. Am I, am I doing something wrong? It seems like there's a ring up here, but maybe not. Wednesday night, we're not going to be having a service. Um, we're going to uh, allow you to be with the family and uh, preparing for Thursday and whatever you have planned for that evening. But just to know that we're not going to be having service on Wednesday night. Amen. But we do look forward to another great weekend next weekend as we uh, come back for another great uh, service. Amen. Both Sunday morning and Sunday night. I love to come to church every Sunday, but I love Wednesday night too. Amen. It's always good to be in the... uh, in the service. If you'd rather me just get one of these other sister, I can. If something's happened since this morning, okay. Praise the Lord. But uh, certainly, we understand that uh, 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 there are times when there are holidays, and we've got some things that are in store for us. Um, and this is entering the holiday season, and uh, we're. Uh, going to be having, of course, this week Thanksgiving, and uh, then next, a week from Wednesday, the last Wednesday of the month, we're having a youth service, and so that's being planned for, going to be a great evening, and of course, it's for everybody, amen, it's just going to be a youth run, and uh the uh, service is going to be led by our youth, and we're looking forward to that evening. Amen. Uh, also, looking ahead on December the 10th, December the 10th, and that's uh, three Sundays from today. December the 10th on Sunday night is our annual Christmas program, and uh, folks, As always, it's a great evening. Amen. Sister Terry has been working with her team and making plans for this, and they're practicing already, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful, uh, very wonderful evening. Amen. December the 10th. Praise God. So we've got a lot of things in store for us, but um, 
uh, certainly I believe the Lord's going to bless in a mighty way. December 24th is on a Sunday. We will be having Sunday morning only that week on December the 24th. And uh, uh, amen. Just keeping you in mind of these things. We also have our uh, first connect groups. We're planning them on the 13th, 20th, and 27th of December. Those are Wednesday nights. And we will not be meeting at church, but we're going to be meeting at our connect groups. And we have several, and uh, we've yet to put out the sign-up sheet for that. But uh, it's just so that we can make plans for each house and uh, that they can know how many is going to be expected there. But uh, uh, nonetheless, if you don't put your name on there, we still want you to come. And uh, we want you to feel welcome and uh, we always have a great time. I hear great reports coming back from each group, and we so appreciate it and are looking forward to God doing wonderful things. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, just uh, be in prayer as we wrap up 2023. It's hard to believe that 2024 is just around the corner if the Lord tarries, but it is, and uh, we'll be starting a brand new year. But uh, uh, I'm looking forward to a good time. Amen. The rest of this year. The, the, the year's not over. We may, I'm believing God to see more. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. There's no telling what the Lord is going to do before 2023 is over. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, thank God. Take your Bibles. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Kings. Is that it? Is it? 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. 2 Kings chapter 13 and verse 14 through verse 17. <clears throat> Amen to God. 2 Kings chapter 13. Verse 14 through to verse 17. Amen. It says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bows and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria 
For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou have consumed them. Now, Lord, we thank you for the word. We ask you to speak into our hearts with understanding tonight. And we ask in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I uh, I know that it must have been with a heavy heart that Joash, the king of Israel, heard the news that Elisha was very sick. And the Bible tells us that it was the sickness whereof he died. And Joash came and The Bible describes the scene that he wept over his face. And he said, oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. There must have been some sense of of desire, no doubt, that this era would not end. Elisha had been a part of Joash's life so very much. He was one that was respected and highly looked up to. And now the king was losing Elisha. But Elisha had one more message for the king. And he said to the king, possibly from a weak voice, he said, he said, take bows and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And Elisha said, put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he made the statement, he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou have consumed them. It's interesting to note how this was carried out, this last, this last instruction of the prophet. Take a bow and arrows. He takes the bow. Put your hand upon the bow. And every marksman that uses a bow knows how he does that. And then the prophet somehow reached over and put his hands upon the hands of the younger king. He put his hands upon him and then he said, Shoot! And he had to bring it back and release the arrow. And he did so. He shot. The elder prophet placed his hands over the young man's. It is said that the elder is for wisdom and guidance. The youth is for strength. 
Think of that. The elder provided the guidance. The youth provided the strength to pull the bow. But it was guided by the elder's hands upon his. I submit to you tonight that the arrow would not have hit the target had not it been for the elder's guiding hands. Amen. There is a place to where there had to be the submission of that young man to allow the elder's hands to guide him. Though the young man provided the strength, the strength was gone from the arms of the old man. But not the guidance, not the wisdom or the skill of how to point it. And then when it was released, it must have found its target. The scripture tells us that they that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah 40 and 31, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As a matter of fact, when you back up into verse 28 from that same chapter, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. How important it is that we recognize that no matter how our strength is, no matter how much we may think that we are so strong, Even the youth become weary. Even the youth have the ability to to, to fall. But there is one that we wait upon that becomes our strength. He becomes our strength to help us. But oh my friend, I want you to know with all the strength we may have, we need some guidance in our life in this day that points us in the right direction and helps us. The Bible speaks of the arrow as arrows are in a quiver of a man. Even so are the children, amen, that the Lord blesses us with. In other words, children in a family are considered or are called arrows. They're considered like arrows. And there was a rabbi that was asked one time, He was asked, why do you think the Bible calls children arrows? Why are they like arrows? And he said, because they go 
in the direction you point them. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, that we must recognize that I want to be pointed in the right direction. Amen. I don't want to be just given strength without guidance. I don't want to be be encouraged to be strong without some hand upon me to help me along the way. I was reminded in a Bible study the other day, we were talking and I recalled a preacher, his name was Kennedy, and he was, we were in Arkansas and I remember as a young minister taking him to a place, a restaurant called The Rocket and uh, we we took him there, and and uh, we were feeding him after church, and and uh, I think it was the same night that, uh, uh, I, however it was, I won't get into all the story. I, I remember though that sitting there, and he just began to uh, feed me. I was feeding him natural food; he was feeding me spiritual food. <laughs> Amen. And he began to tell about the uh, prophet of the Old Testament um, that was told by the Lord to go down to the potter's house. And there the Lord was going to show him something. And he began to talk about the potter and the potter's wheel. And he says, if you ever know anything about a potter's wheel and have ever watched them make pottery upon a wheel, Maybe you've gone to Silver Dollar City or some craftsman village. Maybe you have watched them make pottery from raw clay. He says, if you've ever watched them, you will recognize that they use two hands. They use both hands. And as they form that vessel, as it spins upon the wheel... He says there's one hand that goes down on the inside of that vessel and there's one on the outside. You cannot have just one hand, either on the outside or the inside, alone and by itself. You have to have two hands, one on the inside and one on the outside. As you watch, that hand disappears on the inside. You can't even see what it's doing. All you see is just the hand on the outside. But he, as he, uh, I listened to him as a young minister, as he began to tell what took place in that potter's wheel. He said, that is what the prophet saw. And what happens is the Lord has two hands in our life. He's got one on the inside and there's one on the outside. The one on the outside is the one that you see. It's a minister. It's a pastor. God has put a hand on the outside, but it's not without a hand on the inside. There has to be the Holy Ghost on the inside. There has to be the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord on the inside. And in unison, they work together. And to the naked eye, sometimes... You cannot see what they see. All of a sudden, he'll stop that wheel and he'll take and he will pinch out some part of that clay that he felt with his skilled hands. He felt a lump. He felt a flaw that if he had ignored it, even though 
you could not see it. What would happen is when he put that in the kiln, in the oven, and turned the heat up as he began to cure that out, he says all of a sudden there would be a crack and it would be a flaw that would be fatal to that vessel. So he stops, he removes it, and he begins to make it over. He begins to make it over. That, my friend, is what happens when there's two hands in your life. I want you to know we can't do this by ourselves, And you can't say, but I've got the Holy Spirit in me and I don't need nothing on the outside. You can't say I've got the pastor on my outside. I don't need the Holy Spirit on the inside. I tell you, the way the Lord has designed us is we need both hands at work in our life. And there are times when God allows there to be something. Maybe that the ministry feels, he feels something that nobody else may even see. But oh, that's when you need to listen close to the word of God. You need to listen close to the preaching of the word. You need to allow something to happen that if we need to go back to the altar all over again, it's for our salvation. Because, friend, we're going to go through the fire. We're going to go through the heat of a moment. We're going to go through a trial and a test. And that's why we need to be sure that we are survivors and we're not destroyed by the process. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. We need to have that in our life. I want to be sure that I do not just say I'm strong and I need nothing else. Oh friend, when the prophet said, take up that bow and that young man pulled that and he felt the strength of those arms. It was as if that can do anything, but oh, what good does a strong arm do in pulling that bow back and releasing an if he has no guidance as to where that target may end up. Amen. It's important that we do as God wants us to do. Amen. I want to make sure that the right influence is in my life. I want to make sure that I have the right guidance in my life, the right concerns. Amen. When Sam, whether when Saul, King Saul, the first king, when he was sent by Samuel, the Lord instructed to go and to utterly destroy in 1 Samuel 15. He told him to utterly destroy the Amalekites. And when he went away to fulfill that mission, the Bible says that the Lord... Uh, showed Samuel what was taking place. He stayed up praying all night. He was so burdened by the matter because he realized that Saul was not fulfilling what the Lord had instructed. And then Saul came. Samuel went out to meet him. Oh, I have gone and I have fulfilled what I have been instructed to do. Then what is the sound 
of the lowing of the sheep. What is this that I hear in the background? All the people, they have brought them back. They're going to and begin to make excuses as to how this happened to be. He justified everything that Samuel had instructed, that he told him what he was hearing. And it was not the obedience that he had been expected to do. And he kept telling him, finally he said, the Lord has rejected you from being king. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, when we begin to look at the scripture and we realize what it was that was taking place here, we find that Samuel said to him, he said in verse 22, Samuel said, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Oh, he thought he would take that which was forbidden, that which the Lord had said to destroy, and he would bring that back. Those sheep the Lord said to destroy, we've kept the best of them. We're going to offer them in sacrifice and worship. And I also spared Agag the king. We have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people took of the spoil the sheep and the oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. We're going to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. He goes on in verse 23 and he says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Amen. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. I don't know a lot about witchcraft, but I know what rebellion is. To rebel, one has knowledge. Amen. To rebel, one has knowledge. Adam rebelled. Eve was deceived. One may have traits of rebellion, but be only conforming. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I know good people, amen, they're simply conforming because they don't understand, amen. It's not out of a rebellious spirit, but they're influenced and therefore they are conforming. But without knowledge, he that knoweth to do right and doeth it not, to him it is sin. The heart will reveal that in First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13 and 14. The Bible shows us something. It says, for Adam was first formed, then Eve. It goes back to creation. The original pattern, the law of first mention. For Adam 
Adam, that first man, was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Adam was not deceived. The woman was deceived. I'm bringing out a point, and that simply is this. Adam was not deceived because he knew what he was doing. Eve was deceived because she believed. Someone who is deceived is believing a lie. Someone who is deceived is believing a lie. Adam was not deceived. Adam, for whatever reason you're doing this, you need to understand you have not been instructed to do that. You have been instructed otherwise. But Adam, you're making a choice and that choice is going to cost you. I don't know if you're doing it because you love Eve so much. I don't know if you're doing it because you fear being alone again. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but Adam, you know better than to do this. There's got to be a guidance in your life somehow. Amen. But what did Samuel say to the uh, the king? He said, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is as witchcraft. It cast you under a spell, seemingly under a power that you must yield to. A rebellious spirit taints everything about you. You rebel against one thing and after a while you're rebelling against everything. It's like you're under a spell of rebellion and witchcraft cast a spell. And if you hang around a rebellious spirit, you can fall under the spell of it and become rebellious also. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. My friend, be careful what you hang around. Be careful what is influencing you. Be careful what spirits, amen, you think you've got control of. Because after a while, you feel like, Lord, I need something else. I need help. I need, I need something because I'm weak on my own. I don't care how strong you may feel like you need. You better listen to the prophet's hands on yours and let it guide you in a safe direction because by yourself, you may feel so strong, but you lose your direction. You end up where you didn't want it to be. Amen. It's a lost cause. No matter how strong you may feel. No matter how strong it may be. It's got to be that I need direction in my life. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 5 through verse 15. When you read this. I start with verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Uh, For of this sort are they which creep into houses 
lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And then he says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, Paul writes, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men, here's the, here's the subject, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Not only are they being deceived, they go around deceiving. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Back in verse 8, he said, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Hear me out. Hear me out when I t- say this. As Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, who were these characters? Who were these that withstood Moses? When Moses was called by God to go to Egypt, he brought him off the backside of the desert. He said, go, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He shows up in the court. He shows up with a staff. He shows up with Aaron. He shows up and after a conversation, he said, let my people go. Who do you think you are? We're not going to let them go. Moses said, very well. And he put his staff on the ground. And the Bible says that it became a serpent. Pharaoh calls for his magicians. He calls for his, his, his men that could also do tricks. And they came. They saw what Moses had done and they took their staff and they threw it on the ground and they became serpents. You know the story. The Bible says that Moses, the serpent that his staff had became, went over and swallowed up their serpent and then he picked it up and it became his staff and They lost their high-class staff, whatever it was. They lost it. 
The point to be made here is simply this, and I want you to hear this out. It's important for you to understand this. It was the message behind the miracle. The message behind the miracle of the staff of Moses turning into a serpent was this. Let my people go. Janice and Jambres, who was the magicians that showed up with their fancy staffs and threw theirs on the floor, the message behind their miracle was, you can have the miracle and you don't have to leave. You can stay in Egypt and have the same thing they got. It was the deception at work. I tell you that there is deception at work. When you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and you read this, you find what is found those words, those words in verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Everyone wants to offer you something that says we can do more. We can do better or at the least we can do the same. And you don't have to change. But oh my friend, I'm talking to somebody tonight that God is saying don't be deceived by the spirits of this world that would say you don't have to change. There is a change that God is calling people out of the world. He's saying be changed. Be transformed. Have a new mind. I'll set you free. I'll make you one in him. Would you lift your hands to the Lord and worship him? Hallelujah. 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 And so he said, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He's talking to the young preacher, Timothy. He's saying you better be sure where you stand because there's going to be every opportunity coming your way to deceive you and to lead you astray. There should be nothing that comes between you and God. There should be nothing of this world. There should be no money. There should be no relationship. There should be no uh, no vice. There should be alcohol, drugs, addiction. There should be nothing come between you and God. You need to lay your life on the altar and say, God, I want your hand on the inside and I want something on the outside. Guide me, Lord. Lead me and help me. I can't do this on my own. I need you like never before. Praise God. Praise God. In Second Samuel chapter 18, 
I read to you verse 19 through 23. And the Bible lets us know that there was, there was a, a message that needed to be run back to the king. I read beginning in 2 Samuel chapter 18 verse 19. Then said Ahimaaz, the, the, the son of Zadok. He said, let me run, now run. Ahimaaz is saying, let me run and bear the king tidings. How that the Lord hath avenged him of his enemies. Oh, there was good news today. The, the, the Bible lets us know that the, uh, the Lord had avenged uh, the king of his enemies. And Joab said unto him, uh, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings because the king's son is dead. That's a special visit to the king. And I don't want you just running on your own to do that. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. And then said Ahamas, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, Oh, but howsoever, let me, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son, seeing thou hast no tidings ready? But howsoever, said he, let me run. He said unto him, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and overran Cushai. When you read further, which I'm not, when you read further, you find that, that Ahimaaz got there first. The king says, son, what's the news? Well, I, I don't have any news. Well, get out of the way. There's somebody has got some news behind you. And Cushai came. Young man wanted to run to the king. No, you have no message. But he had so much energy. He had, oh, come on, I'm ready. Can't you see? Let me go. Let me go. Okay, run on. But you don't have a purpose for running. You've got all that energy. You've got all that zeal. But you have nothing to do yet. All you're doing is just burning your energy. You need something more. The scripture tells us the glory of young men is their strength. The glory of the young men is their strength. Proverbs 20 and 29. And the beauty of old man is the gray head. Amen. There is a place to where there needs to be guidance in our life and a submission that says, I've got all this pent up energy. I've got all this that I want to do. And sometimes that energy is directed to an altar. Sometimes that energy is directed to study the word of God. Prepare yourself. Get yourself ready. Amen. Why? Because uh, there's a purpose in it. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 17, uh, uh, Proverbs rather chapter 1 and verse 7 through 9 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father 
and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. I don't know why I feel to preach this tonight except to say to you that sometimes there needs to be an embracing of us that says somebody instruct me. Somebody help me. I've got all this desire to do something right. I want to make a, I want to make my mark in this world. I want to, I want to leave behind a legacy someday uh, that they can say uh, he was there, uh, she was there. Uh, but with all of that, uh, if there's no direction, uh, amen, it's just like you're running all over the place and, and uh, it's like bees with all buzz and no honey. Uh, there's nothing accomplished by it. Uh, but I've come to tell somebody tonight, uh, if you want to do something for the Lord, uh, you need to bring yourself into a place uh, to where you submit. Uh, Amen. Submit to the prophet Saul. Why don't you just do what Elijah, or rather what the prophet is saying? Why don't you just do what Elijah is telling you? What Elijah is telling you? Why don't you do that? There's a purpose in it, and there's a reason for it. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 18, you read something that is commonly called the great commission. Amen. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. You know, we call it the Great Commission, but really it's the Great Submission. Amen. We can say it's the Great Submission. When you look at subject, subjected, subjection, submit, submitted, submitting, 48 times these words are found in the Bible. Jesus prayed, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. How important it is that we do that. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. God has chosen submission as the principle of the kingdom that sets the tone for all relationships. Submission is when you give up your will for mine. Amen. Submission. It means your mission under my mission. There is no submission when there is not disagreement or conflict. That is not submission. That is just agreement. But when we have submission in our life, it means not my will, but thy will be done. When Jesus prayed it, you will understand the great drops of blood like sweat that fell from his face. You'll understand the emotional trauma that he was going through as he was submitting to his father's will. 
I mentioned briefly this morning about some of the news that has come out of Israel, and it is so disturbing. And I know it's easy just to say I don't want to read it. I don't want anything to do with it. It's easy to turn it off. Don't bother me because that stuff is upsetting to me. But I don't know. There's something about it when you love those people and you understand that they're suffering so and you understand that they're being so mutilated and abused by those who came and did whatever it is they were doing. Now, they're, as they go in and they are going into Gaza and they're finding out more and more of what took place on that October the 7th. When they find out what took place, they say now we've got video of surveillance in the hospital where literally they took those hostages and marched them into the hospital where they could hide them in a place that they would consider safe from harm. In other words, from the harm of maybe being found out so easily. They will take very savage people and they will hide behind children. They'll hide in places that they'll think Israel will not do anything about it now because they don't want to hurt a child. And they'll take that risk. They'll do that. And one after another, they have gone in and they've been able. There's things I could not say from this pulpit, things that I have read and possibly you have read too, of savagery that's been committed against women. The things that was so terrible, it would just break your heart. And I'm thinking, what if that was my daughter? Or what if that was my wife? Or what if that's somebody from our church? And what if that was somebody like that? How would we think? And yet it's easy to get called up. It's easy to get caught up and feel like I, uh, you know, uh, I'm on another side. And I, I think they've done terrible things. I tell you, when you realize something, and this is what it amounts to, and that is that we have seen that the world, there is a spirit that hates anything where God has put his name. Anything where God is a people of this world. And I realize that God's got the church now, but you know as well as I do, he's going to turn back to them. Amen. And there's a spirit that knows the word better than you and I do. And it's at work already to try to stamp it out. It's at work already trying to bring it down. The Bible tells me that we are a people that this world is going to hate. I don't know how long it's going to be before the Lord comes. But I can tell you, you better make up your mind now. I'm not going to yield to this world. And I'm not going to yield to its ways. And whatever happens, I've got to give myself to him. I've got to give myself to him. Amen. I've got to give myself to him. I want to be ready. If I can't run with the footman, 
friend, how do I expect to run with the horseman someday? You realize that the footman is the easy way. You've got the church. You've got the praise team. We've got great music. We've got friends and family in the church. You ought to be able to live for God. What is it that makes you feel like I can't live for him? You can serve him. You can be victorious. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We ought to submit ourselves. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so some, I realize there are people that they would, they would rather not submit. They'd rather not submit. The late T.F. Tenney, he used to make this statement. He said some would rather be the captain on a garbage barge than to be the second mate on the Queen Elizabeth simply because they'd rather be in charge than to submit. They'd rather be in charge. God help us. Amen. Our submission is proven in adversity. It's proven when we disagree. And so it's obedience and submission. It is saying by our actions that we are dependent on the Lord. We can't Make it without him. We can't walk without holding his hand. I am dependent on him. I need a hand on my life. I need it. Even when you disagree, even when you disagree, we obey and submit. And God gives blessing and favor. Praise God. God gives blessing and favor. I'm going to close music would you come amen hallelujah hallelujah first chronicles 12 16 through 18 david is gathered in a place he's in a place he's hiding and he has found a place where he can he can safe be safe and there came verse 16 and there came of the children of benjamin and judah to the hold unto David. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If ye be come peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye be come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there's no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers looked thereon and rebuked it. And then the spirit came upon Amasai, who was the chief of the captains. And he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee, and peace unto thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. And then David received them and made them captains of the band. It is said that it can be translated in verse 17. If you become peaceably unto me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye become to betray me to mine enemies, if you come with a dagger hidden under your cloak. If you come with a secret 
a hidden agenda. God's going to deal with you because this is his church. This is his people. This is his way. God has always had a plan and details may change dispensationally, but obedience is always better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Hallelujah. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, Acts 2, 1 through 4, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In the beginning, God told Adam to have dominion over all his creation. In order for Adam to obtain and then maintain dominion, he had to live in submission to God because all power and authority resides in and ultimately comes from God. And for God's authority and power to flow into and then through Adam, he had to have a place of submission. Thus, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was created that Adam was commanded not to eat from. Therefore, Adam's place of submission, hence his place of authority and dominion, was this tree. I wrote down these words. Nothing makes the devil shut up like it is written. You having trouble with the enemy? Let him know where you stand. The Lord said. It is written, Jesus said. And the devil had to go somewhere else and do so, bring up something else. And the Lord said, it is written. And the devil had to turn and do something else. And Jesus said, it is written. When you answer, I stand on God's word. I'm going to do what the word of God says. I'm not changing sides, devil. It's written. You'll shut the devil up. Because he's looking for somebody that says, are you sure? I'm not sure I agree with that either. And once you start dialogue, he's got you. You got to stop and say, I know what the Bible says. And I'm going to stand right there. Is anybody with me tonight? Is anybody with me tonight? Hallelujah. James 4 and 7, I preached recently. Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why? Because nothing makes him flee like resisting him by submitting to the Lord. Joe Urshan wrote these words, and I quote them. When you don't understand God, stand under him. Did you hear that? When you don't understand God, just stand under him. Just submit yourself. That's what it amounts to. 
I love him. Do you feel that way tonight? Would you lift your hands to the Lord one more time? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're so good to me. I want your way. I want your way. I want your way. Oh, hear me out. When you feel so strong that I can make it, I can make it. But there's a voice that says, but wait, you need to submit. You can't have it your way. This isn't the Burger King. We're talking about the King of Kings. You can't have it your way and expect to have the blessing of the King. We've got to do it his way. And when we say, not my will, but your will be done, that's an unpopular message in a world that is out of control. But I've come to tell somebody, I want to submit myself to him. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. If we really can say that from the bottom of my heart, I wonder what he'd tell us. I wonder what he'd say to us. I wonder what he'd whisper in our ear and say, if you really do, will you do this? I want his will. I want his way. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Lord, I need you tonight. I need you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I appreciate you. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your help. I wonder who'd make your way to the front tonight and just talk to him before you leave. Would you do that? Just come and talk to him before you leave. You're welcome to stand. You're welcome to kneel. Whatever it is, but I give myself to you. I give myself to you. I want you to have your way, Jesus. Oh, your way, Jesus. Your way, Jesus. Your way, Jesus. I want your will to be done. Hallelujah. 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 Father, you're able to help me. In Jesus' name. You're able to help me, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord. Oh, you're a great God. You're a great God, a great God. I give myself to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You're everything I need. Hallelujah. Oh, lean your ear close to his voice. Put your head upon his chest. Feel his heartbeat. What matters most to him? Let it be what matters most to you. I want your way, Lord. I want your way, Lord. I want your way, Lord. I want your way. Hallelujah. I want your way, Jesus. Your will be done in my life. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I wonder if you could just help me just a moment. I wonder if you could do something for me. Before we exit tonight, we're not going to be back till next Sunday. It's been a long time since I've done this, but I'd like all, I'm looking to see where the most are. I think most men are over here. If all the ladies could gather on this side. And all the men over here, and let's just gather in a circle. And let's pray together. Would you do that with me tonight? Let's pray for one another. Amen. If you would, if you could join us. Amen. In the front here. We've got plenty of space. Unlike what we used to have when we did this. But just get in a circle. Just get in a circle over here. Men, just gather around in a a, a circle and ladies if you would just spread yourself out double up if you have to but but uh, get in a circle and let's join together and pray for one another tonight praise God praise God praise the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah 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 Lord I thank you in the name of Jesus go ahead and pray I'm, Hallelujah. I'm praying, God, for my brothers. 
In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we agree together, Lord. Our heavenly goal is heaven someday. Oh, God, our goal is to please you while here, to walk in the footsteps and the path that you set before us. Oh, bless God and strengthen our brothers. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost go with them. Let your name go with them. Let your blessing go with them. In the name of Jesus, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I give you praise. I give you praise. I want you, brethren, to make room for Brother Nelson to get out here. Amen. We're going to pray over him. He yeah. just he just made it. Praise God. We're going to pray over you, brother. Praise God. Step out here a little bit further, would you? Is that all right? Yes. Amen. Right. These men will steady you and help yeah. you. We're going to pray for him. Father, bless our brother. Bless our elder God. Bless Lord Jesus, Brother Nelson. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise and I thank you, God. Oh, you're such a good God. You're such a good God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Blessing. Blessing mightily. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you, Brother Nelson. Hallelujah. 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 I wonder if some of you women could gather around Eileen and pray for her. Just put your hand on her and bless her tonight. Praise God. Bless her. Jesus, bless this lady. Bless her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless her, God, in the name of the Lord. Just stretch your hand out this way. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we're giving you praise. You're a wonderful God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Isn't God good? Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a great God we serve. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Greg, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. I'm claiming that for you. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. I'm claiming that in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Why don't you greet one another in Jesus' name? You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. God bless you. See you next Sunday.